Hi lovies, welcome to my podcast Love Sucks. Many of my friends ask me to do this, so here it is, the English version of my German podcast. I talk about topics that made me who I am today, heartbreak, struggles, how to grow, and of course, man. I hope you have so much fun listening to this podcast and that it helps you go through tough times with a feeling that you're not alone. Have fun listening. Hi, lovies. Before I even start, I have to say the topic I'm gonna talk about today, I'm not really proud of. Because for some reason, I'm very good at, you know, telling my friends what to do, what's the best way to deal with their relationship, you know, like, sometimes a little bit of a shrink for my friends, and I'm always there for them, and, you know, it seems like really logical, because usually I try to have, like, a, you know, objective point of view, sometimes, you know, there are moments where I just know it does not make sense to give any tips, because at the end of the day, they have to make the decision, But when it comes to my own relationships, for some reason, I am not that great. <laughs> and it literally showed me last year and this year that I just have to follow my gut and that I should not change my opinion on that. Because at the end of the day, my gut is always right. So what I wanted to talk about is my ex-boyfriend. And, you know, like, I don't care if he's listening to it or not. I don't even think that he would. But I just think it's a clear sign that sometimes you have to let go and you should not fight for somebody who's, like, not really first, like, that much into you and second doesn't have the same values as you, you know. That's what I really learned, what I want in a relationship, and I'm gonna tell you later. Anyways, I met this person on Tinder, actually. He lived in Paris, and I don't even know how we matched. That's the first misery that I have till this day. But we started talking in a really, like, friendship base. No, like, nothing sexual, like, nothing at all. I did not even find him attractive, to be honest. I just was like, he seems nice. I don't even know what I matched him, now that I think about it. Anyways, we started talking... We texted for like two weeks and, you know, called like close to every day and was super funny. And, you know, like there was literally nothing from my side. And then we decided to meet in Munich, actually, because I was with my family. He was there for business. And that's, you know, what we did. And I showed him the city at first. It was like super chill. And, you know, for some reason, at some point... He just got, like, really touchy. And, I mean, he, you know, at some point he just said, you know, you walked around in a pajama, like, had, like, shorts on, which was not even sexy, but I, apparently he thought, oh. And, you know, showed my long legs and whatever. And I was like, okay, well, if that's the reason, interesting. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we kind of, like, kissed and everything. And after that, I was really confused because back then... I was talking to somebody else that I really liked and, you know, I did not really take it that serious, to be honest. He was like, hey, come visit me in Paris, you know, before 
to be honest, I've never been to Paris. I love Paris now, don't get me wrong, but back then I was like, I used to do business with people from France and from Paris and it was really rough because Germans and French people are really different when it comes to business, trust me. Like I've experienced it with him because he worked for a German company and I saw how much he struggled. And now that I saw the other side, I understand why my coworkers had so much struggle like working with me, I had so much struggle working with them too. Anyways, so at the end of the day, you know, I visited him and it was funny, you know, like he showed me the city. I mean, he really got me at first, trust me, guys. For example, you know, he surprised me picking me up from the airport with an Uber because he was like, hey, you know, um, I literally rescheduled a meeting and another meeting because he was a CEO of a company and I just wanted that the first time coming to Paris is like special you know like Merkley whatever I was like okay that's kind of nice and I think I spent the weekend he showed me Paris it was super beautiful like again like I love Paris before I was like eh. and after I'm like it's like in my top three of the most beautiful cities I know it can be really dangerous if you're having Paris watch your stuff watch your wallet your phone you know, like, don't go into dark alleys, like, don't go into areas where you're not supposed to be because you're not supposed to be there for a reason. Other than that, good food, like, yeah, it was, it was just beautiful. Anyways, like, after the weekend, you know, like, he told me, I still remember till this day that, um, you know, for some reason, whenever he meets a girl, it's really nice at first, but for some reason, he cannot keep a woman. And I was like, why is that? You know, you seem like a really kind guy. I don't really understand. And I literally told him, you know, you should not worry about that. Like, I told him, like, in a friendship matter, like, don't worry about it. Because, you know, if you meet the right person, you will know that person will stay with you. And I still believe in that. I still believe that, you know, like, if you meet the right person, and it doesn't matter if you first meet through text or, you know, like, in person... You will connect on a deeper level and you will build from that and from that you know like you probably develop some emotions and whatever and that is yeah how I still think and I told him that and he was like yeah well let's see and I will also not forget that you know he had these tendencies of talking about oh I'm just the best and you know I'm the nicest and it bothered me a lot because I mean I have met narcissists before and I literally told him like you know that's usually that you know something that a narcissist says so I would not say that out loud or in front of people because people can get the wrong idea about you he never did it afterwards but oh boy I should have known for sure and so you know after that we actually went on a trip together two weeks um spending yeah like non-stop and we had a lot of fun it was like friendshiply you know it was like cuddly and at some point I just like told him I've been in this situation before and I do not want to like start something new where I just know that you cannot imagine something more with me you know like I didn't say let's be boyfriend and girlfriend because it was way too soon but I was like you know, I struggle with some stuff and, 
like I can't I can't spend time with you, you know, like kiss you and whatever. If it's just for like two weeks and then we go back to being friends, it's just not for me. And he was like, you know, I cannot promise anything. Let's just see how it goes. Like, I can potentially see something with you. And that was enough for me, trust me. Like, at that moment, I did not want, like, being girlfriend and, go- girlfriend and boyfriend. I just was like, let's just see and figure out what that is. And that's all I needed. And we had a really good time. We had so much fun together. Um, we actually went back to Paris because his best friend had a birthday, his 40th birthday. So we went there. And it was like, in, I think it was in a Normandy, like in the middle of nowhere, you know, in the house where it was, it was just bad people. It was really stinky, you know, the bad sheets were icky. And yeah, I mean, I don't drink a lot, to be honest. So since I was sober and everybody was drunk, it was quite the experience, especially since I was the only person that did not speak really French. I mean, my French is so-so. Um, but I was interesting, you know, I was literally thrown into a situation where I was like, whoa, and French people, you know, they're either really nice or they're like a little bit skeptical. I mean, there were so many nice people there. Trust me. They talked to me even in English, you know, a little bit of French, um, you know, they tried to make me feel welcome. And I really, till this day, I appreciate it because I would have died if, you know, that would have not happened. I mean, I don't have any issue you know, talking to anybody, I'm usually, like I said, a social butterfly before, but it was really rough, especially, you know, since you just get to know somebody and everybody was like, hey, you know, like, what are you guys? And I'm like, I don't know what we are. I don't know. You know, we just started dating. And so it was really awkward. It was interesting to see his best friends because I think it's really important to meet friends of somebody you're dating because you have some like an idea about a person you know, because how they act with their friends and what they talk about and, you know, like, um, if they can tell you stories, which I will tell you one story later on, which, you know, like, if I would have known that, I would have been like, okay, well, that makes it more clear. Anyways, you know, we continued doing that. We went to another trip and another trip and another trip together. And then um, at some point, I will never forget, we were in Madrid and we plan on like seeing each other. We literally saw each other like at least every two weeks, sometimes every week. And I was mostly the one who flew to Paris because I work remotely and, you know, he's the CEO. So he has to go into the office. COVID was kind of like over. So everybody came back and, you know, you had to be there, which was for me, it was fine. You know, like as long as I could have my dog with me. I was totally okay with being in Paris, like, you know, I did not care. But that weekend in Madrid, he was like, why don't you stay longer than a weekend? You know, why don't you stay for a week? And I was like, okay, well, fine, you know, I mean, we can try if we like each other. And that's what I did. I stayed longer. I stayed there for, I think, one and a half weeks and I went back. And then he was like, hey, you know, that was the time where I was like, I miss you. You know, like, I want to talk to you. Let's have a FaceTime, whatever. We even, like, live stream soccer games together because I'm a huge soccer fan and he's a huge soccer fan. So, you know, like, he literally, like, put up, um, like, two screens. One screen I could see him. The other screen um, I could see the soccer game. And it was just fun. You know, we had, like, a good time. But at some point, I just was like, I don't really know what it is. Until this day, I struggle a lot with it because, I mean, what a lot of you guys don't know yet, 
Um, for some reason, I always had like a long distance relationship for the past, I don't even know people, I don't even know, like seven, eight years. And um, I dated in the United States, somebody in the United States. And in the United States, the dating life is completely different because at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's really like steps, usually. I mean, the traditional way is first, you have a drink. Second, you go to dinner. Third, you can do whatever you want, like go to the movie theater, have Netflix and chill, whatever. And then after a while, if you see each other for like six months, a year, whatever, you know, whenever it's comfortable, you have like a talk, which basically means, you know, you sit down and you're like, okay, are we exclusive? Which basically means after that talk, your boyfriend, officially boyfriend and girlfriend, you will not meet anybody else besides your significant other. And that's what I miss in Europe, to be honest, because especially when you meet somebody on a dating platform, you know, when is the time to be like, let's just get off it? You know, should the girl be the one that's saying that? Is the guy, you know, supposed to do that? I have no idea. And that's why I it's really hard for me actually to date in Germany. And that's why I tried, but I failed because I was like, I don't know if that's for me. I honestly, I don't think I will ever date like a German German again. I think, you know, I don't care if he's from, I don't know, France or Italy or, you know, like Greece. I don't care. I don't think it's going to be a German German because even for me, since I dated so like long in the United States, you know, my dog can understand English like she knows English commands and I talk to her in English. I like you can, I mean, I know that, that I definitely do have an accent, but I think like I'm a lot more comfortable sometimes speaking in English with somebody because I am so used to it. And a lot of guys in Germany are even like bothered with it, you know, because they're like, I don't want to date an American girl. I'm like, well, I'm not really American, but you know, like. I spent a lot of time there, like I went there 13 times, I worked there, um, I was a resident, an official resident, I had a green card, so I'm very comfortable with the whole English thing, and I do think a lot of people have an issue with that, like, you know, the people I'm talking to, so that's the reason why I was kind of like, no, mom, sorry, I don't think that's gonna happen again. Anyways, I mean, at the end of the day, I brought it up at some point, you know, because he made so many like, I don't know, like suggestions, me staying there, you know, like he, I don't know, like he always made me feel so welcome. He bought me like winter socks because it was always freezing, you know, like Uniqlo stuff. Like I did not even ask for it. I don't care about material stuff, you know, but he was like, just so kind and literally acting like a boyfriend. And we were together 24 seven. I spent weeks and weeks and weeks in Paris and at some point, I was just like, you know, like, I think we just have to talk about it because I know it's not very European, but I have to talk about it in order to sleep better. And I was like, okay, let's, you know, be open and honest with each other. Like, do you still want to be on Tinder? Do you really want a relationship with me? Or is this just, you know, something for fun? And he literally told me to my face. Well, um, to be honest, I'm not committed to you. I don't want to be committed. And I tell you guys, I should have walked out at that moment. I could not because funny, um, I actually changed my flight a couple of days before because he said, just, you know, stay longer. You know, I'm going to miss you, blah, blah, blah. 
And that flight left that night while I was sitting at that restaurant. And I was like, oh my God, I just want to go home. And you know, like flights are not that cheap. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out what to do. I need to calm down for a second. I need to talk to my girlfriends. I need to find a solution for myself. I need to digest. So the next day, like, I talked to one of my best friends. She kind of, like, had a hard situation, too. So we literally both cried on the phone. And we were like, I don't know what to do. What should I do? And she was like, you know, just give him a chance. Maybe, you know, he didn't like that you were so open and honest. Some people have an issue with that. Since, you know, we Germans are open and honest. We are very direct. No filter. Just wait. And... The funniest thing to me still is, you know, like after we came back to, from that dinner, um, I was kind of like quiet and I sat on a couch at his apartment and he gave me a package and he was like, hey, that's for you. And I'm like, thank you, I guess. And I packed it. It was literally an iPhone. And I was like, I don't want this. I don't want the new iPhone. I, I really like, what is this? Are you paying me basically to be here? And you know, just because you don't want a relationship. I don't want this. I honestly, I did not touch that phone because I'm too proud of that. And somebody cannot bribe me because it is not okay. So it was just so, I was so confused. I just went to bed, you know, I wanted to be alone. I knew that I kind of like needed to go home, but for some reason, you know, once I like someone, like my friends, you know, she sent me a meme, which I think is pretty hilarious. Maybe I'm going to do a podcast on like an episode on that at some point too. Basically a red flag. And my friend sent me a meme, which basically said, oh, red flag. I, I'm trying to figure out how dark red it can be. And it's me because, you know, I still have like hope in people I still have faith in people I want to be there for people especially after I heard you know for some reason he cannot keep up a relationship and one of the explanations for me was basically he was adopted he was not Parisian or born Parisian he was adopted from another country and you know like I just thought maybe that's hard on him he doesn't know who his parents are. He doesn't even know when his real birthday is. They literally just said he might be born on whatever, you know, that date and in that year. He doesn't know if he's really that age. So to me, I was like, you know, I don't want to leave somebody or give hope on some uh, hope up on somebody just because that person, I don't know, doesn't really know who he is and maybe struggles with it. And maybe that is the reason why he's not being really able to let somebody close which was totally you know fine for me back then because again you know like I'm a hopeless romantic I'm always trying to be there for people and I don't want to leave them because they're weak yeah after that I basically went home and I just like was thinking a lot you know because I was like why do I even put up with that why is he doing that? I did not understand. At some point, he was like, come on, just, you know, come back. Let's have a talk. So we had a talk. And after that, everything was okay. And then we sat at a restaurant. And, you know, like, I was like, you know, um, I talked about 
um, being pregnant, you know, and an abortion and stuff with my friend because there was like a, some situation. And he was like, well, yeah, if you get pregnant, you have an abortion, obviously. And I'm like, Ugh? I never said I don't want to have kids. And he literally just stated, yes, well, I told you I don't want to have kids. And you told me you don't want to have kids. I'm like, hold your horses. That is not true. I always told you, I don't want to force it. If I meet the right person, and I still stand by that, I would be really happy to have a kid because I think it's the most beautiful thing like humans can create is a new life. But if I don't meet the right person for it, of course, you know, like it doesn't make sense to put a life into this world when I cannot give that little baby a beautiful one. So I was just like, okay, that's an issue. And, you know, we had this discussion like more and more and he said, you know, there's like a 1% chance that I ever want to have a kid. And I'm like, okay, interesting. Well, I guess then we're going to have to talk about the future because I cannot not say I don't want to have kids. And he also said, you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm going to retire soon. He wanted to sell the company and or his shares, basically. And, you know, I want to travel like six months of the year. And back then, it somehow would have been possible, to be honest, because my old team lead was pretty chill. I mean, she never said anything that I was in Paris. My new, um, you know, boss, I think he would have an issue with that. So I was like, you know, it's not that easy sometimes. Like, yes, I work from home, but I mean, even the time difference is not easy. You know, like if you are like at the other side of the world, let's just see how that goes. So there was another point where I was like, I just don't know. You know, like I talked to my friends about it and they were just like, oh girl, that does not sound good. You know, at the end of the day, that does not sound good. And then, you know, like for my German podcast, I did um, an episode about dating profiles because I think it's a really interesting topic. I will definitely do that here at some point too. Um, and I came upon a platform called Luxi. And I've never heard of it, but I thought it was pretty hilarious because it's basically um, a platform where sugar babies can find their sugar daddies. That's what I say. Maybe it's not like that. I'm sure that, you know, there, there are very successful women up there too. I have no idea. I have not checked that out. But to me, what I've seen, it's just like, yeah. And I mean, my friend and I, we know we created a profile for her and it was really funny because, you know, I did not want to be on there, obviously, because I was, I thought I'm in a relationship. And guess what? Who was on that platform? Am I supposed to be boyfriend? And when I saw that, I was like, eh? I was so disgusted and disappointed and confused and it took me a long time to talk to him about it like I even left tabs open I did you know um, a podcast about that topic what what are you gonna do when your boyfriend is on a dating app and he did not even like recognize it or I don't know he didn't care at some point I talked to him about that though and I was like listen I don't think that's okay I don't think you know like if you date me you're not supposed to be 
on a dating platform to date anybody if you really love somebody you're not gonna be out there you know trying to test your market value because you are in love with a person and you want to have a future with a person and that's my opinion I don't know you know if you guys share all that but this is my opinion and I will stand by that you know what he said to me well first of all I'm not gonna delete that profile and second if you ever find another profile let me know and I looked at him and I was like how can this person be so disrespectful I was like this is not happening and you know like that night like I just went to bed I did not talk to him I mean afterwards we did not talk for weeks because I was just done bad surprise you know it was like how he always is really nice and you know like gaslighting me basically at the end of the day and um then the topic I talked about it in one of my past episodes about the Netflix topic you know that um his ex-girlfriend had a Netflix profile and you know like again I don't have an issue with that really I do not have an issue with that but the way he lied to me about it was an issue. And the fact that he literally like was still apparently best friends with his ex who was still in love with him was not okay too. It is still, and I tell this I think for the third time now, it is not okay to basically give somebody hope that there could still potentially be some, something, you know, love, whatever. If, first of all, you're dating a new person, and second, from your perspective, there's nothing. Because you're only going to hurt that person. You're only going to lose them either way. That's why I always say, take a step, a step back, you know, and try to explain, listen, it's over. I don't think it makes sense for us to talk for now, maybe in the future. But, you know, I don't want to hurt you. And that is the most important thing to say. I do not want to hurt you. I like you, but I don't love you. I mean, at the end of the day, that was kind of like my last straw. I tried to tell him, you know, you have to be kind of like honest with him or with her because you, you're literally just going to hurt her. You know, it's not going to be easy for you or her to maintain a friendship. And literally told me to my face, stay out of my business. So yeah, that was, I think, the moment I was like, okay, well, maybe it's not going to be helped. And at the end of the day, you know, like, at some point when we were basically over, I just asked him, like, in the year we dated, did you ever love me? And he wouldn't know what he said. He said, love is overrated. And it hit me hard, like really hard. I stood in the kitchen and I was like, hey, okay, well, I just literally put all of my emotions and my heart into somebody that literally is like mentally and, you know, like emotionally not interested in me, not at all. At the end of the day, he just needs a younger girl for sure whom he can boss around and you know he always tried to tell me things about my dog how I should treat her and I always told him listen I had this dog for seven years 
I, whenever she makes a sound, I know what's wrong. You know, like mama bear in me, whenever she makes a sound, I wake up immediately and I check on her. Like, I've been with her through so much, through surgeries, through, you know, sickness, everything. I had every fluid on my hand of her. So, you know, like I know this dog, like I know her better yeah, than sometimes myself, for sure. Like she's my everything. And the way, you know, he talked to me about that too. I was like, this is not okay. Just don't. And it really like broke my heart so much that I, when I came back to Germany, that was the moment where I said, okay, I just need to get away. I don't want to go to the United States because I know, you know, like I don't necessarily want to go back because I've been there 13 times. Like it's just okay. And I wanted to go to Asia because I've never been to Asia before. I thought about Japan, but Japan was still closed back then, you know, for tourists. And a lot of my friends said, just go to Korea. You know, like, South Korea is really cool. It's supposed to be really safe. There are not enough nice people there. And I already knew, like, two or three people who lived there. And I was like, sure, why not? You know, let's just do it. Let's, yeah, go there. And I asked for permission from my boss if I could leave for six weeks and you know I mean I was so thankful that I could go and then something happened where I got so mad at my ex and I'm still so mad because I think it's not acceptable I mean you know like at the end of the day he always looked at me like when I was writing my podcast and you know sometimes I do write a script sometimes I just talk like now I literally I don't didn't have a script but sometimes I do need a script if I have to research stuff you know if I have to get like sources and he always made fun of my like German writing he used to have like German in school and he read it out loud like really like loud and you know weirdly and there was like one moment where I came back from grocery shopping and I do think that you know, Parisians are very proud, which is okay, but they don't necessarily welcome people who speak English or another language, you know. And I told him that, that, you know, I like, I sometimes people just look at you disgusted when you speak English. And I even had a cab driver telling me, you know, everybody that is not born in Paris and can't speak French is trash to them. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not very kind, but I mean, if you think so. And you know what his comment was? He just literally said, that sounds really racist. And honestly, I was so mad. Because first of all, he was not white. Second, I literally told him, you know, like, my family are immigrants. They are not Germans. There's only like racisms against you know people of color not against white people and that person was a white person first of all second like i said my family are immigrants so they lost everything because of racism they had to come to another country and build a new life how can you tell me i'm a racist when i'm even dating somebody that's not white just super awkward and super weird and I told him that it's not acceptable because, you know, guys, 
usually I'm the first person who's speaking、uh, like about racism, or you know, when I hear something that I say, "Hey, listen, this is not okay." I remember that, you know, we were, like I mentioned before, at the birthday party of his best friend, and his wife just basically made a weird move with her eyes, and I know this was racist, and I literally lost it. Because I was like, "This is not okay. You cannot do that." And he was like, "Well, it's okay. You know, I've dealt with it my whole life." Like, no, this is not okay. Trust me. Like, I would talk to them about it because if they don't know better, that's sad. But you have to educate them. So you know, that was the basically the point where I was like, "Okay, I'm done with you. You can tell me a lot. You can, you know, I don't know, yell at me. You can tell me that I'm a bad person, but I'm not a racist, and I will never be a racist." And that was the moment where I was like, "Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go to Korea. I never want to talk to you again. Goodbye." And that's what I did. And I will definitely do an episode about Korea. I know what I learned. Maybe a couple of tips for you guys、um, at some point. But I can tell you, it was the best decision of my life to go on vacation by myself, because I knew that. First, I just I had to be by myself. I just did not want to talk to anybody, you know. And second, just to open my heart again because when that happened, I was just so disappointed and so sad that I was like I could never open to up to anybody again, you know. And if you are in a strange country with like just strangers around you, a language that you don't know, you have to be honest. And I'm telling you. Like whenever you go through a hard breakup or whatever, take time for yourself. You know, figure out what are your values. What do you want in life? I mean, and for me, what I figured out when I was there, it's three things. I want loyalty, honesty, and love. Love, of course, that's the most important thing. But the other two things are really important too. And I'm not gonna settle for anything less for friendship. Or for a relationship. So yeah, again, you know, I'm really good at giving tips to others, but I did it again, <laughs> and I learned from it. And I'm really gonna keep my eyes open that it's not gonna happen again. And I will listen to my friends, because you know sometimes when you tell them stuff, they realize what's wrong. You don't because you know you're like on cloud nine and you don't really get it, but. I really learned that it is important to just you know be truthful to yourself, and to figure out what your value is. You know you have value if that person you're with doesn't treat you like a queen or king. That person is not worth it, not one second. If they don't show you that they love you and they are loyal, and you're the only person in their life, move on. Trust me, you're not gonna be happy. You're only gonna be miserable because I was miserable for a couple of months, and I'm glad I got out of there. But how about you guys? Did you have like any of those like these experiences? Do you know what I felt? Text me on Instagram or send me an email. I would love hearing from you. Bye.